Only posers don't listen. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's me, Matt Taroni, the host of Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcast. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Ed the Punk. Hi. And Sarah. Hi. Uh, what is it? And today's episode is about, I'm not going to screw it up, you're going to say it. The Benel Tavern. The Benel Tavern, one of the most historically important buildings in all of New Jersey. Uh, so yeah, we're going to discuss this tavern. We're also going to discuss uh, another tavern, but uh, we'll get to that a little later. Uh, what is it? Right now, uh, where do you want to start us off? Or uh, we'll um, just kick right into this whole thing? Because this is a pretty interesting place. Yeah. Well, I decided to choose something that's located near me, which is Clinton, New Jersey. And it's this tavern that's been sitting there that I pass all the time. I've always wondered, what is this place? So we started to research it. It's located in the town of Clinton before Clinton even existed. This Bunnell Tavern was established in 1767 by... At Abraham Bunnell, and Clinton wasn't established until 1829. Just to give you a reference yeah. of how old this fucking place is, that Clinton, as a town, wasn't established to almost a little less than 100 years later. Yeah. And he was a, a lieutenant colonel, right? Yes. Later on. Yes, he was an active figure both politically and militarily throughout the Revolutionary War era. His political involvement in the American cause actually began a decade before the Revolutionary War when he was a member of the Sons of Liberty. By 1770, Bunnell Tavern had become the meeting and voting place for the northern section of Huron County. Yeah, see, this is what we're really getting to in this story. This guy in this place. He, what is it? This dude is this punk rock OG dude who's like, yo, punk rock, freedom, fuck the British. Fuck all these people. Basically. (laughs) He's like, we should be doing our own shit because we legit as hell. And he bought, he got a tavern, he set it up. And then before, but yeah, you're right. Some shit happened before that. His dad gave him the tavern because his dad's like, I have my own tavern, so here's yours. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so his father gave him the tavern. Yeah. But before that, basically the British had started... Uh, started like in what what the Americans felt was like in like enforcing on them, so they started this group, the Sons of Liberty, mm-hmm. and he was one of the original OG members of that group. That is like even well before the revolution, uh, and then he he got the tavern from his father, and mm-hmm. then started making that place like basically a meeting ground for what was the blueprints for the revolution to come. But it was like. Fucking 10 years prior to the revolution. Yeah. And and in the later part of 1775, which it was said to be August, political activities at the tavern became even more important when Charles Stewart returned from attending the, the Congress of New Jersey as a delegate called and called a meeting of local residents at the Bunnell Tavern and organized a regime of Minutemen the first of its kind in this region of New Jersey. Okay, we. I want to just slow down for a second because this, like, we didn't find a lot of information about this. And I wish that I knew more about the story, to mm-hmm. be really honest. I mm-hmm. wish I knew more about Abraham himself. A- and uh, there was a good amount about Charles. Yeah. Uh, because he later on becomes somebody kind of... Really important. Bi- yeah, really important in American history. But so does Abraham, but so is Abraham in a lot of ways. 
And it, it's weird how he, like, he gets this tavern. They're using it as this, like, meeting ground to talk to people and set up, like, what they think they should have rights about, why the British are enforcing on them. And this all kind of started with the Stamp Act. Yes. And the Stamp Act was basically any paper good in America had a tax on it uh, that they called the Stamp Act that later I think they called it British, uh, the British Parliament or I can't remember the name of what the act was that was later on. That's what the Americans referred to it as, Mm -hmm. as like some kind of like oppression from the, the British. And it really like it was weird because at that time when you lived there, you were a British colony. So like they're all Brit, most of them are British, and they're all rebelling against this their 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 dictator that lives on the other side of the sea. That's in putting these weird factions on them. They have all the resources. They have mm-hmm. everything they want, and everyone in America, like I can't emphasize this enough. In looking into history, our ancestors are crazy people Basically. who got on a boat and said, "Where are you going? I don't know. What's <laughs> over there? I don't know, bro." <laughs> And then they got here and there were people here and they said, oh, cool, there's people. Let's fuck them. Let's like fuck these people and like steal them and make them slaves and shit. And, and just like, take their land. And take all their shit. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers took like shiny rocks for like all, all of New York. And like they just fuck the country. And then they hang out here and then they get entitled about it. And they're like, yo, we shouldn't pay taxes and do other yeah. things to the people that helped get us here. Like what the fuck is wrong with yeah. us? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, just to get us at that point. And then Carl uh, Charles uh, Stewart comes into play and makes the Minutemen. Yes. Um, you want to go on from there? So, during that August 1775 session, New Jersey passed a bill which called for the creation of 62 militia companies of Minutemen. The term Minutemen name derived from the fact that they were intended as mobile militia forces that could deploy quickly at a minute's notice. Each New Jersey county was allotted a specific number of Minutemen companies, each comprised of 64 men. Hiram County was allotted eight companies. I, I, we, have, we were allowed eight companies because yeah. I saw 80 in the, 80. The, 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 fract- the numbers that I saw when I looked it up. Or I could have read it wrong because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> you know, there's that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because I tried to do the math on it, that it obviously is wrong if it was 80. If it was 80. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, but there's 64. So here, I'll do the math right now. So 64 men. Six, there were 64 men and uh, times 8. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the noise I make. 64 times 8. It's 512 men uh, that were put together to make the militia... Uh, in a sense, that's essentially what they were. Mm-hmm. It was a military force. I mean, I guess in a sense they were like a militia. Yeah. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, I just think like, yeah, so he was appointed to make this force after everyone had this idea of like kind of being a revolution and stuff. And they noticed that, you know, they had British soldiers over here in like stations and like battle. Like, I guess in the same way that we like, populated the middle we populate the middle east in a weird way or you know it, it, like we they have bases there's establishments there's people there they feel a presence mm-hmm. but the the overall people know the geographic map i know that a lot of guerrilla warfare started in a lot of those american battles 
because before that people fought, especially the, the reason the British lost to us a lot in the beginning is they would fight in lines. They would all stand in a line and the way guns operated, you would like shoot and then the second line would shoot and mm-hmm. they would duck, the first line would duck under the second line so that, and then they would load their guns while the second line was shooting and then there was a third line that was shooting so that, you know, preparing. Yeah. That's how they did it. It was almost like a dance or a performance mm-hmm. and you would do it that way and, they, and um, w- us as Americans were just all hiding in the woods like psychopaths <laughs> and just running out and stabbing people and, and that's th- slash <laughs> and yeah it was it was working really well and we also knew the geographic map way better mm-hmm. than everybody else i know that i that we're going to get to this later about the importance of this estab- this yeah. stronghold as we start to go into the revolutionary war but we start to do ghetto ass things like that like stealing people's boats and and doing all yeah. kinds of crazy shit to make sure because we use this place as like almost a headquarters tactical ground for our revolution. Mm-hmm. You know? So this regime was ordered by the Congress on February 15, 1776 to march to New York under the command of Charles Stewart by then a colony. These patriotic, patriotic Minutemen soon joined forces with Major General Charles Lee Charles Stewart later was recruited by George Washington to be his commissary general of the army in charge of all purchases of for the war effort. Yeah, he was the treasury for the war. That's what he did. I forgot about that. Yeah. During the Revolutionary War, it was a recruiting station, Bunnell Tavern, was a recruiting station for militia and Continental Army units, and it was the headquarters and recruiting center of its first Minutemen regime in the un- region. I also... Oh, what is it? He oh, George Washington, uh, uh, Abraham worked right under him during the uh, Battle of Middles, Middlestone and commended him. Oh. Yeah, during the Battle of M- Middlestone, dude, he fucking was like super brave and saved a bunch of people mm-hmm. and shot a bunch of fucking yeah, British people yeah, and shit. Yeah. And George fucking Washington himself was like, yo, this dude is fucking tight. He's punk rock as fuck. <laughs> like, this is the dude that uh, is, this dude's ma- major legit. So I thought that was really interesting that George fucking Washington complimented the dude that owned this tavern. That's true. It's also, I was going to concentrate on the fact that George Washington had like stayed here, stayed there. But Did the thing, he? But the thing is, George Washington stayed anywhere. He was, everyone was like, hey, you need a place to stay? I got you. And he's like, well, actually, if you wouldn't mind. Yo, so George Washington was a mad oogle. He got around. Yeah, he was a train <laughs> hopping oogle. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He just—he was just jumping train to train. Ah, but they didn't have trains then. Yeah, house to house. George Washington was a crust punk. Yo, that's what I'm saying. He's mad crusty, and he's just just traveling the country. Yeah, and fucking, he would chop down cherry trees and shit. No, that story is not true. I don't think. (laughs) Well, fuck it. He's got—he's got teeth made out of wood. That is true. The the wood the wooden teeth thing is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, that is true. We should do a whole thing on George Washington. We should do um, one on um, Johnny Appleseed. Too. We should. Uh, Johnny Appleseed's a real person. He's a real person and it's pretty crazy. Uh, so <laughs> may, we'll look into that too. Because I like, I, I want to know more about Abraham. You know, he seemed like an interesting dude and we didn't get to find that much information. If you know more about Lieutenant Colonel a- Abraham, what was his first name? Um... I mean, last name. Bon, um, it's named after the tavern. I don't want to say it because I'm. Bunnell. Bunnell. 
What is it, Abraham Bunnell? Yeah, tell us more about this dude. I want to know more about him. All right. Okay, so Pittstown, which a Bunnell Tavern is next to Route 513. Pittstown is a few miles down the road, which was an important center in the for Farge Forge Ward during the British occupation of Philadelphia, and that's also where they kept a lot of their horses. Oh, okay. So now you're getting into the significance of the, like during the, the war, yeah, yeah. Because um. they did a bunch of gangster shit there. We like we 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 had the meetings there. We held our horses there during certain parts. We had store. It was like a, a storage unit mm-hmm. for for during the revolutionary and a full a holding point. So all our, we keep all our rations because for some reason we could keep. It was like up on a hill or like the way they make it sound. They may, I've never seen it. You have. Yeah. Like, does it seem tactically set up so that you can see anything coming? I mean, there's a highway next to it now, so I can't quite imagine what it would have been then. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a hill. It just seems the way it's set up, like I imagine it in my mind, the way they explain it and the way you've sent me like the pictures of the map mm-hmm. is that there was probably just a field around it, like probably. an open field around it. And then the break of the trees was lower than it. Mm-hmm. And then around that, and you could see slightly over the break of the trees. So they probably could see anything coming from a distance, they could probably keep it fortress. They knew where to keep the edge of the trees and where to, like, if they something broke through the edge of the trees, they still have time to, mm-hmm. like, you know, attack it before it gets to their stronghold. And uh, I love that uh, they talk about, like, that's where they designed the plan to steal the boats so that the when the British came into Philadelphia... So that they couldn't come over the 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 river, mm-hmm. they took all the boats out of the fucking river and stole them, and then brought them <laughs> back over to the to the tavern. I think that was pretty fucking yeah, funny. <laughs> okay, the tavern and militia also played roles in some strategic decisions. Pittstown was an important center in the Forge War. I just read that. It's all good. You can read things twice. People won't know. You won't know. You don't know. Never even heard of this fucking place before <laughs> us. We're trying to educate you. Don't complain. Um, The second Hiram Regiment was thought to have been involved in gathering the boats from Easton to Trenton. These boats were gathered to keep the British from gaining access to them and were possibly involved in the crossing of the Delaware. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. These are the, the, the boats we stole from those motherfuckers we might have used to get across the Delaware. And that's what that's in that famous photo with George Washington and shit. We stole those boats. That makes that story so much better. And actually, the next place I'm going to bring up, which is the Clinton House, oh. they kept them there, too. Oh, really? Yeah, but the uh, some soldiers, about 40, stopped for breakfast, which was held by Captain Adam Hope and his wife, Sarah Dunham, at the Clinton House, which was established as an inn in 1743. It's down the road from Bunnell Tavern. I'd say like a mile. It said it was six minutes on six, the on the. No, it's between taverns. Oh, okay. Um, on their way south through Pennsylvania to meet General Washington prior to the Battle of Trenton in 1776. Damn. I want to know more about this era of time. I want to know more about, like, they have all these... I love how they name battles, like the Battle of Middlestone. I'm like, that's... We had a ba- battle here that was in our neighborhood. Here, really? The Battle of Monmouth County. It's very oh. famous. They had a flag. They had a Monmouth County flag. I saw it in the the um, American Revolution Museum in Philadelphia, uh, where they have George Washington's uh, battle tent. 
where I they you're gonna say his teeth for some reason. <laughs> no, they have, they have his battle tent there. That'd be cool. sick if they had his teeth. That would. That'd be sick. I would love that. You know, but no, they have his actual tent. All this whole denture is just fucking in a glass box. Yeah, that would be sick, bro. I yeah, would fucking would see sick. that shit. Yeah. Uh, I pay mad money for that. Uh, it, it's go. It's worth going to see the uh, American Revolutionary War. It's just a little bit like. I just wish that they told the more gangster version of the story that I believe, where it's just like, dude, we're gangster. Like, we're all so terrible, but we're mad gangster. Yeah. <laughs> so, New Jersey did not officially support the revolution until July of 1776. So, Abraham Bunnell's unit was formed illegally and he could have been arrested for treason. However, in July 1776, the new state government appointed him as the second in command of the New Jersey. Brigade. During the war, Abraham did serve in combat and commanded troops in the Battle of Millstone, amongst others. His military center is not very well documented because he was a militia officer, not a Continental Army officer. I don't. What? I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. We need to look that up or talk to somebody who does know the difference. If you know the difference between those two or why there would have been more recorded information on one than the other, I would love to hear that. I want to know everything I can about these, uh, this part of history. It's very interesting. And it says, Bunnell family documents state that among the most famous patrons of the Bunnell Tavern were Aaron Burr and his daughter. They Ooh. stayed at the inn several times before he became the third vice president and prior to the famous duel with Alexander Hamilton in Weehawken, New Jersey. Okay, this part <laughs> of the thing we got to talk about before we go into our next part. Okay. One the third the third vice president of America used to hang out at this tavern when it was an inn mm-hmm. later on after the the war. This motherfucker got in a duel with another asshole, who only assholes would agree to shoot each other <laughs> five steps away. So he went. I don't know the full story because. It would take a little bit more to go into it. Maybe we'll do another episode about that or about duels in America. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll do all all the duels because it became a problem to the point where they outlawed it in 1859 in like 18 different states in the West because it was such a highly practiced thing. <laughs> it just kind of fell out of focus. So like people don't do it because I guess we got civilized. I guess so. <laughs> but what they did is they met somewhere went back to back took five steps and turned and shot each other and he shot this fool in the chest and he died and then he didn't go to jail for it nothing happened to him he lived like another 30 fucking years and died an old man (laughs) like and he was the third vice president did did he do it while he was a vice president i think or was it prior i think it was prior to his vice presidency oh man it might have been after it probably was. What a I feel like he wouldn't. It's do a that. baller move, bro. You shot some bro in the chest in a duel. <laughs> who does that? Look, who gets so mad with somebody that they can be in a civilized game where you one of you dies? <laughs> oh, I did find some other facts I, 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 on this random like Civil War revolutionary uh, uh, website that mm-hmm. w- that was like the only two websites that we could find information about this stuff. But one of them said that later on, they uh, later named it by another relative, uh, William, renamed the, the establishment the Gypsy Girl. 
and it somehow played a part a part in the Underground Railroad and helped uh, slaves uh, get to freedom. I don't know how much about that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything else. I couldn't even find anything else about William, but I couldn't find much about Abraham. True. So, like, it, I, I don't know. We're new to research. So, like, help me out, bro. Turn me <laughs> towards a book. Because I honestly want to know the answer. It's not even... Like, at this point, for my own curiosity, I would love to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. And we got most of this stuff from that uh, that the tavern website that you sent me. The, we used RevolutionaryWarNewJersey.com and BunnellTavern.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were our two major sources for the for all of this information. Um, yeah, it, it what is it? it? It's really interesting that like I forget sometimes that I live in a state that was part of that. Like you know the others, you know, if you live out in the Midwest or in the South or West Coast, that was part of the country later. Mm-hmm. Like we were part of the original. There's so much history, and like even in my own neighborhood in Ocean Grove, like we have statues and establishments that are part of the Revolutionary War, part of Civil War, part yeah. of that stuff. So even Clinton, like we weren't, we didn't have any wars happen. We just happened to have people stay there and pass through. Yeah, through the wars. Yeah, yeah. but it's interesting to know, like. That's why we tried to do this. Like, this is a little closer to your home. Mm-hmm. There's history all over New Jersey. It's, like, insane. Like, you walk outside your door and be like, oh, it's right there. Yeah, you know? basically. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the uh, the next tavern that's actually uh, only a well, few minutes down the road, right? Abraham Bunnell served as a lieutenant in the Hunterdon County Militia in the war. After the war ended, he continued to operate Bunnell's Tavern until his death in 1797 at age 65. He lived until 65? That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he... Did the whole, took care of the tavern the whole time. And currently, there's talk of moving the building because it's too close to Route 78 that it apparently shakes. Ugh. And Henry Bunnell, which is, I guess, the only person that in the family that cares about it, would like to pick up the structure up from its foundation, move it farther from the highway and closer to Route 173, and turn it so it faces towards Clinton. And that was a NewJersey.com article. And in 2007, it was listed on Hiring County's most endangered historical structures. We should reach out to this dude. Apparently, he lives in a different country. That's what I've heard. Internet, bro. True. Yeah, True. internet. Well, mm-hmm. like, Skype the dude in. Maybe we can talk to him on an interview and see, like, what they need to get that done. Probably someone that has a lot of money and can afford to move in. We run shows all the time where we could, like, keep throwing money in a fund. You know, it ha- it's a, it's a everything helps, you know, yeah. I would rather, I mean, you know, like we did, we tried to do something last night, you know, that we're recording this on, uh, what is it? It's January 5th. Yeah. And, uh, last night we just, uh, had the, uh, Ed, the punk fest 3.5, uh, and a lot of the, you know, some of the proceeds went to, um, what do you call it? To Ed's memorial. Um, Ed's memorial. I said Ed's memorial. Ed, oh, Ed, we're, Ed. yeah, we're just planning. <laughs> we're planning for it now. Uh, what is it? Yeah, to for Max Memorial, we gave it to his mother la- uh, last night. Uh, and um, what is it? You know, w- we have these things we do all the time. People do shows all the time. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't see any reason why we couldn't go towards an organization like that. It's not like we're trying to make money. Yeah, I know, you know? that he wants to use the basement. As a ta- as a pub, I think. Oh. <laughs> How much do you think the building is worth? I have no idea. It's a beautiful building, though. There's still maybe we can raise enough 
to just buy it. Just buy it. And then we own it, and we'll be like, we own the most historical building in America and New Jersey, and we'll just keep saying that. It'll be our, it'll be our thing. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, "Oh, you guys are not into history." We're like, "Yo, the fuck you are! You're a fucking <laughs> poser." How many podcasts own a historical building that's important in New Jersey, motherfucker? I have heard that it's been looted, though. Who the fuck does that shit? <laughs> the like, looters. <laughs> like as a person that will defile like abandoned property, uh-huh. I would never write on that building. I would never do something to no, that. We took stuff. all the cool stuff. Like they, they took all the cool stuff that was inside out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Either yeah. of that shit. That's fucking dirty, bro. But there's still horse hay in the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's their installation. Yeah. Then. That's nuts. They use horse hay? Yeah. Is there a different kind of hay than horse hay? Is there, like, other kinds of so. hay? I... So all hay is horse hay, yeah. right? Yeah. Hay is for horses. Sometimes for cats, pigs don't eat it because they don't know that. Okay, the next tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Is Van Sickles, which is about six minutes away from this ta- from Bunnell Tavern, which was the original one I wanted to cover. But when you asked me to pick something, I was researching Van Sickles and then I found Bunnell, which I wondered about. So I wanted to do both of them in the same episode. So Van Sickles or Reynolds Tavern was built in 1763 by David Reynolds, originally known as Revel- Reynolds Tavern. And then um, Van Sickles Tavern stands at the crossroads of Van Sickles Road and Norton Road, important 18th century roads leading to Philadelphia and Trenton. The tavern, built by David Reynolds in 1763, has DR 1763 roughly chiseled in the southwest corner. Known as Reynolds Tavern then, it was one of the most substantial structures in the country and certainly a landmark building. yeah, so this place is only like six minutes down the road. Yeah. Dude, fuck. You got a lot of... Hit. Like, damn. A lot of taverns. Yeah, it just seems <laughs> insane that like... You right. You said you're like this place... Because when we discussed doing this episode, I was like, listen, you're the history buff. Throw me a subject you know a bunch about. Mm-hmm. Let's just do something. You know, mm-hmm. like we can debate all day about what we're going to do. Like, just give me some of your... Some of the ones your favorite. You're like, this is right down the road. Yeah, and I did an essay on it in like... Or project it in like fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, I remember yeah. you pointing that, and then then we added this uh, to the subject, because like we said, we couldn't find a lot of material, and I like to try to kind of tell a story, mm-hmm. and that's what we tried to do with Abraham, and try to tell like that, the story of the, the establishment mm-hmm. and uh, Charles, but it just, there wasn't enough content here, so it's cool to know that there's so much history that we can even just, oh, well, let's look down the road six minutes. Yeah. And there's another story, and we'll throw it in there. Yeah. In 1765, ten years before the beginning of the Revolutionary War, the British Parliament passed the Stamp Act, which imposed a tax on a wide range of paper items in the 13 British colonies in America. That's what we were talking about that started the Sons of Liberty earlier. Mm -hmm. The Stamp Act was unpopular throughout the colonies. Groups calling themselves the Sons of Liberty formed to protest the Stamp Act and to defend the rights of the colonists. A Sons of Liberty group was formed in Lower Huron County, which is where I live. Residents of the township of Bethlehem met at Reynolds Tavern on March 11, 1766 to choose three delegates to represent them at an upcoming meeting of the Sons of Liberty group in Ringo's. Which, which is now Hampton Borough, was then part of Bethlehem Township. Reynolds was chosen as one of the three men 
to represent Bethlehem at the meeting at, at Ringo's. This is Bethlehem Township. Okay. Not like Bethlehem, PA. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that you re- you pointed that out because I was getting confused myself. Yeah. <laughs> the Stamp Act was soon repelled by the British Parliament. That's it, yeah. But the tensions which it had caused would continue to grow and would eventually lead to the beginning of the Revolutionary War in 1776. Yeah, man. That I mean, the, it's so insane to think that there's just like these two taverns right down the street from each other and they were both so significant. Mm-hmm. In in the in literally with the birth of our country and like a, almost like the same time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> super down down the road from each other, like trying to figure it out. Basically, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to know more about Abraham. That's that's the person that I want to know more about. Um, what is it? Uh, is there anything else we want to add before I'm not done we? With the second one. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so before thirteen colonies in America declared their independence from Britain during the Revolutionary War. Each of the, of the individual individual colonies printed its own currency. So basically, to not just continue reading, this guy basically was like, I'm going to start counterfeiting money. And then he added in oh. Mr. Reynolds. And as I remember it, when I did that Very report fun. in fourth grade, the guy got caught by the British because they snuck up on him because they knew what he was doing. Uh-huh. They captured him and they hung him outside on a tree outside his house. Oh, shit. This is the hanging part. Yeah, this is the hanging part. Oh, fuck. And so it, this dude was counterfeiting money. Yeah, and the British like snuck up behind him, basically, <gasps> and caught him. But it says on the websites that like he was caught and put to be execution, like for execution. But it's much cooler to think that he was hung outside his own house. <laughs> yeah, we're going with the hung story. <laughs> So, yeah, and there's a debate about what tree yeah, he was hung on. There's a tree outside of the tavern that, like, has a fence around it, but it's a pine tree. And that, you can't hang someone from a pine tree. You need tree. a nice, like, oak tree. Yeah. Yeah, you need something with some solid, like, girth to it if you're going to hang a person and be a terrible ba- bastard. Basically, yeah. And so the building itself was described on the National Register of Historic Places inventory nomination form, which is when they wanted to put it, like... To preserve it historically. It was built in 1763. It's a two and a half story fieldstone building. And it's one of the best preserved 18th century buildings in Heron County. Um, And it's owned privately privately now. It's said that you can like get tours of it. But I don't think you can anymore. And it's basically surrounded by farmlands. Really? Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Huh. I wish there was. I wish you could still get tours. I'd definitely do that and then videotape it illegally, <laughs> if they wouldn't let me, and then let everybody know. Yeah. Fuck, man! I just want to know more about this motherfucker Abraham. This dude's gangster as fuck. <laughs> and I like. I just think it's crazy that everybody in America were just getting all entitled and was like, "Yo, let's just go hang." And that's also the other thing. People are like, "Yo, fuck bar culture. Fuck that shit." We are bar culture, bro. Like, we all hanged out in a bar and started to being like, yo, we should be, like, freer than we are now. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, like, our smartest assholes sat in a room, got drunk, and we were like, yo, fuck them British fucks. <laughs> and they're like, yo, aren't we British? Like, nah, bro. We're real punks. Them fucking posers, bro. <laughs> and that's what they did. They just started some gangster ass shit on them. I would love to hear them, like how that started. Let's do a skit where let's do <laughs> like 
we just replace all the words where you're not American or British. We're just like, yo, we're real punks. And those guys are fucking posers. It's like, yo, you hear these fucking punks? These guys are calling us posers over in America. They're like, oh, shit, they fucking ain't. And they just send a bunch of redcoats over. They're like, I heard you motherfuckers calling us posers. And they're like, yeah, what's up about it, you fucking poser? And instead, it's instead of the shot heard around the world, it's the poser heard around the world. Like, the dude just goes, poser, If you poser. want to be part of a skit, hit us <laughs> We're taking <Yeah>. extras. <laughs> I almost dropped my computer saying that. That's how funny that was. Uh, so, yeah, is there anything else Scott, you guys want to comment about uh, before we wrap this uh, whole story up about the uh, taverns? I would like to do more research uh, in the future history episodes. Yeah, because cause- I... Cause I don't know. I I didn't add a lot, and, and and obviously you guys know that. But like I I'm very fascinated by all this stuff. Well, we'd like to have somebody on that does is a little more empty minded on it, it yeah. because of the fact that like you can react coldly. But it's understandable that maybe we didn't think about it priorly, and now you're just like. What? No, shut up. I got to hear what happens next. And it was just like, <laughs> I felt like there was so much missing with this. That's exactly how I felt. I felt like there was a lot of parts that I would love to add or tell you more about the story or more about those people, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And they might be lost with history. That's another thing. Fuck that shit. Record everything. <laughs> That's why I'm glad everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket. We ain't going to miss shit. You fall down the stairs or poop your pants, we're going to catch you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, what is it? We're going to, what is it? I'm trying to set up an interview right now. Hopefully, uh, I can get back to you guys about the uh, Clubhouse of Tom's River is going to be on soon. Uh, what is it? We're also, the next history episode, we're probably going to do the riots, right? Probably the Asbury Park riots. I have a few other things I want to cover, but that's like the big one. Oh, we're going to cover them all. We're gonna that's cover my mission, to cover them all. We're going to do everything. We're going to try and do every interesting story. There's a bunch of crazy stuff that's as gone on. much more in-depth as we possibly can. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll get more in-depth. But we just wanted to keep on the rhythm, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we just started the new year. We gave you our New Year's wrap-up. So let's kick back into it, you know? With history. Totally. With history. Next so. show is at Bond Street, February 13th. It's going to be called Valentine's Day Eve Massacre. Okay, uh, What is? It? do we have a lineup for that? Uh, it shall be announced. Okay, it shall be announced. I like that. That's mystery. Mystery. Yeah. Mystery. (laughs) Okay, and uh, what is it? Our second anniversary show is going to be coming up uh, March or April. We're still still trying to book that and figure that out. And we'll hopefully have some uh, fun stuff in store. I know the meme analyst wants to come back on and talk about philosophy. He reached really he reached out to me last night and I said yes to him. I also I'm throwing this out there. I've asked him before. I really want to interview program. That's like the oh, band. Oh, Alex I, brought that up to me. She's like, why haven't you interviewed? Yeah, them? I there. I want to interview program. That's like the next big band I really want to interview. But there's a bunch of other bands that I want to interview too, and a lot of other bands have reached out. We're gonna get to all you guys as soon as we can. Uh, but uh, we'll be. Uh, Seeing you next time with more uh, fun stuff, shows, history, podcasts, uh, punk rock. Have a lot of fun. Start bands. Treat everybody right. Uh, make cupcakes and give it to your neighbors and your friends and your loved ones, I guess. I don't know. That's All right, bye. Yeah. All right, yeah, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, see you around, kids. Bye, we're starting the song. It's taking a lot of the load. Uh, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Good TikTok.
My TikToks are pretty good. Yeah. They're all real good, bro. Grabmaster Hash on TikTok. That's the post on TikTok. I haven't posted a lot yet. You will. He'll probably make me. See you guys. Bye.